1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, July 24th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the man rocking
0: the shiny look today at Tim Getty's. It's Barbie and Review Day, Greg. Is it Barbie and Review is Barbie Day? It's Barbie Review Day. Can we go.
1: watch it live on patreoncom slash You can. Funny.
0: You can. Otherwise, tomorrow morning for everyone else on youtube.com and podcast services around the globe. Very excited for this one. We did Oppenheimer last week. Sure. uh to, the to continue the Christopher Nolan in Review. Fantastic episode if I do say so myself. Oh yeah? Uh and now we're doing we're completing the Barbenheimer duology. Uh, by doing a, a Barbie in review. Just a one off, a nice little thing. Want to get into the plot, talk about all of our thoughts on this. I don't even want to call it a movie, this experience that we all oh, got to experience the last couple of days. Yes, yes, Barbie. Crushing it at the box office. You'll love to see it.
1: You'll love to see it. I did more than Oppenheimer, I saw. Is that right? Or, or vice versa?
0: Which one? Oh, I mean, yes, much, much, much more. Is Oppenheimer a success, though? Are people happy? Major success. Number. The okay, third okay, highest okay. opening for a Christopher Nolan movie ever. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. It's a. Uh,
1: highest for non original. But uh, a yeah. Batman. Well, you understand they can't hear you. So if you just talk walking in, it's just silence for the listener. But I'm trying to repeat what Barrett's saying, but it's a high. It's, now, I'm guessing he's going to say highest for a non Batman movie. Yeah. Okay. Highest for original Christopher Nolan movie. But then we repeated everything. So it's easy. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. I'm making the content better. Here's what I need you to know. Yes, okay. Greg. You know, I get a lot of flack.
0: Mm hmm from
1: these Matt Fowlers and Eric Goldman's of the world. Yes, when yeah. I say I'm sick of theaters and I right, want them to it. go away. And so,
0: yet I just want to be able to watch them at home.
1: That's all. You know what I mean? That's just,
0: I let you guys great, have your I, experience. I want to know. I have my, experience. I don't know how many times I can tell you this, if the experiences don't happen in the theaters, you won't get them at home because they won't make movies like this. But I this. think
1: we're going to figure it out.
0: I don't think I we think, will. I
1: mean, that's what this is all about right now. Hollywood's going to figure this out. That's,
0: They're in the middle man. of the thing.
1: They are working together. Actors, producers,
0: directors are all studio heads. They're all figuring it yeah, out There's right an now. optimist look. There's a pessimist look. And then there's just the bullshit coming out of your mouth.
1: <laughs> Anyways, here's something that I think maybe even more offensive. Mm-hmm. This, is, and this is from my wife. God bless her soul. Love my life. Jean-Pierre. Zachary Miller. Mm-hmm. Her, she has family coming in this town. Her, the, she has family coming in town this week. Yes, we were like, oh, let's do a bunch of cool San Francisco things that you can't do in you know rural Quebec, right? We're like, oh, Alamo Drafthouse, we love, so we'll take them there, and that'll be a fun thing. And we're like, all right, what's playing? Blah blah. We, Barbie would be such a great fit. Barbie, would be like, mm-hmm. blah blah. Barbie not playing. Oppenheimer is. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, cool. Let's do Oppenheimer. Well, I want to see Oppenheimer as well. Obviously, I you know I love a good Christopher Nolan film. Barbie X actually, I'm I'm not sold on seeing personally. That's definitely I'll wait for it to be streaming. But you could watch her interview and see what we think. Yeah, but then it's ruined because then Nick goes and then Barbie says coochie coochie, and I'm like, shut up, Nick. Why are you talking? How do you know she says? I I hate (laughs) his interviews. Anyways, though, uh, she's like, all right, cool. Let's we'll go see Oppenheimer. I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm like, oof, it is like you know on a 9:30 show or whatever, and it is a three hour long movie, not three hours. Yeah, three hour long (laughs) long movie. She's like, oof, and she's like, we can probably do it. I'm like, well, we also have the nanny though taking care. And she's like, yeah we could just leave in the middle. <laughs> and I was like, you're saying you want to just give them the experience of this theater that you want to go see half a Christopher Nolan movie and maybe leave in the middle. And she's like, is that weird? I'm like, that's incredibly, I'm a weird motherfucker. That's incredibly weird. So I think we, we talked ourselves into figuring out the nanny to make sure we can see the entire movie. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to be a fan of like, well, hope this all
0: turns out. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I. Uh, that shakes me to my core, Greg. I thought that might be more offensive than me being like, I just want to watch yeah, it at home. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot there. It's a lot. I'm excited for you, though. It's a, I'm excited it's a great you. time for the movies. In some ways, it's a horrible time in most. But, well, know,
1: it's a great time for video it games. It really is. Why? Let's talk about a third game being worked on by Insomniac Games, PlayStation, Project Q, leaks, and more, because this... It's Kinda Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show by writing in at KindaFunny.com slash KFGD with your questions and comments and, of course, squad up requests to talk about what's happening in the news. Maybe you'll make the show when you watch it live as we record it on Twitch.tv slash games and YouTube.com slash games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to KindaFunny.com slash You're Wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash Games and listening on podcast services around
0: the globe. Greg. Yeah. Your shirt in real life looks awesome. Yeah? Your shirt on the screen is fucking with me, man. Well, Barrett just came in. I can't. When
1: he goes back, I'll get a we'll one. We'll have to get the one. Yeah. What's it's, going on? It just, it's it's, it's going just on? A, it's a
0: lot, man. It's People just, liked oh, it, but oh, I wore,
1: I'm, if, you're, if you're an audio person, I'm wearing my Oxen Free 2 Lost Signal shirt. People yeah, liked it the first cool. time I
0: debuted it. It's really cool. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it does the camera. What's cool. up with
1: indie? And I know I'm using it loose because now they're owned by Netflix or whatever, but indie games having the best shirts. Because what I did yeah, today is yeah. I opened up my shirt drawer and I went through a bunch of things. And then I saw the Cynar um, Wild Hurts shirt that I love so much. I was like maybe that, and then I saw this one. I was like, I've worn this since I wore it the first time.
0: I think you see that.
1: It's good. Well, yeah. I mean, it's got like an effect going. Oh yeah, okay. I see it. Yeah, it's a lot. I see it. Come give us the views, everybody over there. It's very cool. Of course, if you're going to give us some support, why not support us on patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can keep the lights and mics on by tossing us a few bucks and getting each and every episode of Games Daily ad-free. Of course, you'd also get the ability to watch us record the other podcasts live as we record them, also ad-free, including Barbie in review this very afternoon. If you say, well, I would never catch it live, so there's no benefit. No, you would still get the ad-free versions of the show, of course, as a YouTube video, as an MP, just for your viewing pleasure you'd also get a bevy of bonus content more than 300 episodes Gosh. of exclusive content since october is now live on patreon.com slash kind of funny we're talking of course about gregway's kind of feudies and so much more all up there right now i'm putting up a fifth or no a 20 minute uh, rant in my car today about a game i really like now my Ooh. new game obsession so check that out oh housekeeping for you it's time to munch thanks to your support on patreon we're launching our new food ranking show kind of munchies tune in today during the stream to see mike try foods for the very first time spoilers he's never eaten cereal with milk before
0: so he's a lot never on.
1: eaten cereal with milk before. We can't believe he's a real human either.
0: Yes, that is all very, very true. Um, I love the tweet saying uh, the facts that our Mondays are now munch days. All right, munch it At up. least this one. Uh, Roger's been working on this. Roger's hosting this. Very proud of our boy. I love Roger. Uh, he's about to, to step up and have a lot of fun. Uh, he's excited about it. I'm excited for him. So everybody, stay tuned. Live today, right after this show. We're not doing the the post show uh, today. Um, we're doing that in its place. So everybody get hyped, get excited, come show some love. If I the miss voice. it
1: live, how could I see it later?
0: YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Of course it will be uploaded as its own video. Thank you for your support on
1: Patreon to make that happen back when we launch the spare bedroom in October.
0: Of course, thank you to our Patreon
1: producer Delaney twining today. We're brought to you by honey, BetterHelp and shady rays. But we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper
0: Report.
1: <laughs> <Time> for some <laughs> news! Nine <laughs> items on the Roper <laughs> Report.
0: The Pickers <laughs> does it!
1: I just love that Kev came in to get equipment and then sat down like a grandpa in a fishing chair and was just like
0: working on it. Like I
1: love working here. Love you, Kevin. Number one mm-hmm. on the rope <laughs> Report. He thinks I'm making fun of him. I'm not. Like I legitimately love that. But Kevin won't accept it. Kevin, come hug me. Kevin, come get a hug. Kevin, here? grow oh, Calen. So... This is what we say to Ben. He runs over just like this. Grow Calen. Because in French, that means big hug. Oh. <laughs> he's going away, you know. Going on vacation. Real soon, imminent. Oh, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> number one on the, He's like LA Knight. Uh, number one on the Roper yeah. Report. It looks like Insomniac is working on a third game alongside Spider-Man and Wolverine. This is Andy Robinson at VG... How? They got the talent. They got the stuff. PlayStation's Insomniac Games is working on a third unannounced title in addition to Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. That's according to a live stream held by the Full Sail University... There's no the... No, it is there. The Full Sail University last September, which is just now being circulated on social media. In the stream, project director Aaron... Eberhard, uh, claimed they were helming an unannounced project at the studio. Uh, Eberhard, Hart Hard Aaron, Aaron previously worked on PlayStation Now and Sony Interactive Entertainment, uh, as well as Blizzard's eSport initiative. Quote, this is actually my first AAA game project now. I'm the project director here on an unannounced project, Aaron said on the stream. I'm very excited to actually be making the games now, end quote. Aaron joined Insomniac just before the studio began advertising for a multiplayer project. Insomniac is, not, Insomniac is officially working on a pair of Marvel titles, but it's best known for the Ratchet & Clank series, the last entry of which was released in
0: 2021. What the fuck is going on? I mean, there's multiple ways to look at this. There are. On one side, Insomniac has been killing it. We've been nothing but praising them the last couple years because sure. they've just put out banger after banger at a cadence that is. Quite simply unmatched. We've never seen this many back-to-back bangers at a AAA level um, on the exclusive side from a single developer. I'm pretty sure that that's safe to say that they are alone in that when you like just look at, especially when you include the ports and the quality of the ports, the PC, compared to a lot of the other uh, PC ports that happened that weren't as up to snuff. Sure. So far, okay. I see right. what you're doing. I see where, I, I, I see what shade you're throwing. They're, they're real. they real high uh, on on my list, at least when it comes to look at Ratchet and Clank ripped apart, Spider Man, Miles Morales. We got Spider Man two on the way. Spider Man remastered. A lot of Spider Man. All right, but yeah. they're all really, really good. Yeah. Um. So we have Wolverine. We're all very excited about that. Spider Man two. Uh, just a few short months away. We get that dope story trailer. It looks fantastic. We expect it to be fantastic. Knowing everything we know about PlayStation's plans at this point and everything that's being explicitly said here, this seems to be a multiplayer game of some sort. That's we've seen multiplayer for. games mm-hmm. from Insomniac before, yeah. right? Resistance, right? That was their whole, the whole thing. Yeah, multiplayer. They had multiplayer. We, we've seen hints and teases at some multiplayer aspects of like Ratchet and Clank and stuff. It could be good. This could work. These characters, these worlds that they built, the gameplay systems they have could be applied to a multiplayer game. There I say games as a service game, something like that, and it could work, but... Just like all the, the times that have been happening recently, I have trepidation here, Greg. Sure. I don't hear this and get filled with confidence. Okay. I hear this and I'm like, hmm, what's this going to be? I don't know. What do you think?
1: I think it could go either way. I think the article is, you know, keen and, and smart of Andy to point out, of course, that Aaron's getting hired right after talk about this. Uh, before adver- Aaron joined Asomix on- just before the studio began advertising for a multiplayer project, right? A A multiplayer project you could have jumped to because I'm taking a triple-A comment from Aaron in the stream applying it to this multiplayer thing. That would make sense, of course. I think more than anything, though, is like, I don't find this shocking. I don't think three is too much. I never for a second believed that it was Burbank, Insomniac HQ, working on Spider-Man, and Insomniac North Carolina working on Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I would assume that it was Burbank doing Spider-Man and Wolverine in Mm -hmm. the lead because you have Brian, you have the Marvel knowledge there. Not that I think Brian's, you know, heading up what's going on with Wolverine, but the fact that you want all your Marvel people in one studio, I would assume. And granted, post-COVID, what does a studio really matter? Everybody's to the four winds, yada, yada, yada. But when you want to sit back and talk about, okay, well then what is going out in North Carolina, right? What is happening over there? Like, they've done multiplayer games before, Mm -hmm. right? They had worked on Ratchet & Clank all for one. Obviously, you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff they've done, and, you know, we have the VR knowledge in general over at Insomniac and yada, yada, yada. Like, my thought would be, this is the North Carolina studio. This is... A multiplayer thing they're doing which of course would fit into playstation's trying to launch 12 live services games 60 percent of the budget is going to go da, 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 the things we talk about all the time on this show and ps i love you as we gaze into the crystal ball of what playstation's doing with first party um i want to put it past it yeah that it's happening that it's uh, insomniac that they're one of the things in there yeah. what then becomes question is what are you doing right what is this going to be a triple a unannounced project what i like about that to read into it a lot but if you want to read into it if I was able to say that much about the project, I also think if if this was true, you'd say, this is actually my first triple A brand new IP. Mm. I don't think I think people toss that around so much. My hope then to look at this is to go, okay, maybe it's a triple A multiplayer Spider-Verse project. Something we've talked about wanting a lot. Not necessarily from Insomniac, but from anybody of, hey, if we're just dreaming here, we're talking about like you guys are the crown jewel of marvel games period full stop in terms of the marvel games developers that are working on projects insomniac is top cream of the crop that's why you have spider-man spider-man 2 and wolverine now right i would love to see what they would do with all right cool yeah we are going to do you have your spider-man universe you have the the thing we've established over here now we are going to pivot that and we are going to do what so many of us have wanted of it is a four-player cooperative spider verse game where you set off and you make your own spider and you change your outfit and you make it look the thing and you you know there's all these different skill trees that you go through and give yourself powers because for me at least i don't think that hinges so much on multiplayer games get Tough when you start talking about, like, how oh, how do you put a story into a multiplayer game? Multiplayer games, it's going to be you and your friends talking over the cutscenes or this, that, the other. People are out of place on what they're doing. So you're jumping into my game, but I'm three missions ahead. And da, 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 da. I think a Spider Verse game could get around that, right? Because you have that personal connection with the spider you've built, the skill tree you're making, you're going off and doing that thing. And then there's the overarching thing you're all jumping into. But you can come back and replay the cutscene or replay the story if you want to. Not that I'm saying there shouldn't be a story, but I think the gameplay of that would really shine.
0: Yeah, I'm not quite as sold as you seem to be on this. Like, yeah. I, I feel like especially with where we're at with multiverse fatigue and as a concept, sure. um, especially when it comes to Spider-Verse, like Spider-Verse works because the movies are so damn great. And they've had great comic series and there's been great um, implica- or iterations of that story and that idea, that concept, but I feel to apply it to video games and especially to apply it to a multiplayer, potentially games as a service thing, really just kind of feels like buzzword soup. Of like, let's just put a bunch of uh, things together that we want to work because it sounds like it could. Um, which hey, it could. I d- the gameplay of Spider-Man is so good that like, yeah, add some multiplayer aspects, and I don't think that that's necessarily the worst thing. But I do think that this is the same conversation we've been having over and over and over about Gotham Knights and about Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, where it's like, yo, I understand we've had four Arkham games. People would rather a fifth Arkham game sure. over this thing, and like Ratchet and Clank, all for one. I don't think I've ever heard a single person no. say that that is their favorite or even on the list of their top Absolutely Ratchet no. and Clank games. And it doesn't need to be people's favorite to be worth making and all this. It's just more where we're at currently with games coming out, with PS5 games coming out specifically. Um, I, I feel like we're in this uncertain era where PlayStation's explicitly telling us what their plan is. Yeah. And we're all like, I don't know that that's what we want. And it, A, they aren't the ones making it and whatever. It hasn't happened yet. So it's like you can refer to the Blessing Show episode that happened a couple weeks ago uh, where he gives his perspective. And then the follow-up PSL of you guys kind of breaking it all down. I feel like that's such a great way to explain where we're at currently. But hearing things like this to me as an outsider of working at these companies and actually understanding game design. But I do understand marketing. I do understand the player base and things like that. It scares me that it kind of seems like PlayStation's doing the 12 multiplayer games and all their top studios are working on them. It almost feels mandated. It doesn't feel authentic. And look, I could be totally wrong about that. I don't think I am though. Do you think I'm wrong?
1: I mean, we'll never know. Yeah. I mean, we won't we know won't. till GDC when we go out for a drink with so and so that finally says, "Oh man, yeah, they can't. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past that there is a, "Hey, it'd be great if you did this kind of thing." I don't think it's mandated, and I'm just basing that on my history of other PlayStation things, whether it be Move, whether it be 3D, whether it be any other gimmick PlayStation puts the Vita, they don't historically grab studios and go fucking do it. They do say this is what we're working on. Is anybody interested on in it? Again. My call out of North Carolina and Ratchet and Clank All for One wasn't knocked out of the park. It's the fact they've done multiplayer stuff yeah. before. You're talking about Resistance. They've done multiplayer stuff before. Turned to Naughty Dog, right? They've done multiplayer stuff before. And they've heard for years their audience call out for factions too. Uh, it, you know, it, Maybe this is Resistance. I doubt it. But you know, Insomniac's definitely heard people say they want more multiplayer. And again, you bring up Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad. I understand that. You can toss Avengers in there too or whatever. Mm-hmm. I understand that the game I would be pitching would be you would see the trailer and you'd be stoked to play it. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad is, I don't fucking want to be the Suicide Squad. I Mm -hmm. don't want to be King Shark. I want to be Superman. I want to be Batman. Gotham Knights is, I don't want to be these jabronis. I want to be Tim Drake as I know him, not this kid. I want to be Batman. I think to jump in and be like, what does your Spider Man do? What does your Spider Man look like? What power set does he use and where does he go? Like, you're building it, you're action RPGing it that way to make it really your own spider so that when we do play stuff, you're like, holy shit, what are you doing? Oh, this skill tree, you go this way, and does that. That's, again, me pitching a game that doesn't yeah. exist and there's no proof that's what it is. I do think Spider Verse would fucking, even with multiverse fatigue, would fucking crush in terms of a yo, what the fuck, this looks great and it's cool. But I'm digressing. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, I mean, again, it's, it's, we're, this is complicated because we're talking about like hypotheticals that. <laughs> probably are never gonna happen but even if they did it's like i it's not even for me just the multiverse side of it it is the like making your own spider that doesn't sound interesting to me at all that sounds like mobile game stuff it just sounds like just generic ass the thing that makes spider-verse special is the story and is the characters And if you don't have that if it is just unlimited spiders then it's like all right cool then what is that is it just spider-man gameplay where now i have to do daily missions with friends like that just that to me is what I expect this to be, even from Insomniac, who I, I, I have full faith in. Legitimately, I have absolute trust in them until they give me a reason not to, and sure. I don't think that that's going to happen. I, I, I bet that I'm wrong about this at the end of the day, that whatever this Insomniac multiplayer thing comes out, I think Insomniac are probably going to be one of the ones to get it right, whatever this ends up being. Um, looking at what the hiring... Um, flag that came out uh, a while back. This is 2021 in June. Uh, and Games game says we're hiring a creative director uh, to define the vision and quality of all aspects of development for a single game, a system designer for multiplayer to oversee aspects of multiplayer features, mechanics, systems, design, and more story lead to write game narrative, including original treatments, story, scripts, and more art director, uh, which ensures excellence in all aspects of in-game visuals, and a VFX artist to create effects to work and assist in gameplay, environment, and cinematics of the game. These could all be for the same project. They could be for different, but it does tell a story. This does look like it's for a single multiplayer project that does have story elements. So I don't want to be doom and gloom about this especially when i look at i am but i don't want to be um when you look at insomniac and they put out miles morales which was Woo! a smaller title a unique type of experience where it is this big AAA thing that we all wanted it's a sequel without having to be a giant full sequel and it satisfied people uh in the same way that uncharted lost legacy did i love that playstation studios have the ability to do these things because their teams are so talented are so big and have so many resources so, I trusted Insomniac to put out quality experiences. Um, it is wild to think that they are working on three games and imagining that, like, all right, cool. If we're getting Spider Man 2 here, Wolverine, I think what? Late 25? next year is like the earliest we might see it. I think 2025 is the safest bet. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it gets delayed. I think they, they put out a date and it happens because they're crazy. That's how they're it's happened, good. right? Like, Insomniac hasn't had a delay.
1: Not that f- I think of. I mean, you we're talking yeah. in, in PS4 yeah, 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 era yeah, yeah.
0: for a mod, yeah. modern insomniac. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if this came out. I don't know, like 2025 as well. This multiplayer thing. Yeah.
1: What's the and post? What's what's the date on that? June 24th, 2021. Oh. Yeah, maybe. You know. I think you could I, be I, I mean, like the cadence would be rad if it could be. 2023 Spider-Man Two. 2024 Wolverine 2025, whatever this is, mm. like really nail that. And again, I, I'm if we're betting that this is a Marvel project, and yep, it's not just another ratchet clink multiplayer
0: game, <laughs> which it could be. And like, that wouldn't be the worst thing, like, that's such a cool world, and it's there's a lot like the gameplay of that is super fun. And the arena based stuff, like, that'd be cool, would it? It really would.
1: Would we want that?
0: It really would.
1: Mm. Okay, well, we'll wait and see, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Number two on the Roper Report. Maybe you'll
1: be playing Ratchet and Clank and or whatever the Spider-Verse multiplayer game is on your Project Q. Uh, We have some Project Q leaks from the one, the only Jordan Midler at VGC. VGC currently pitching a perfect game of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, Jordan writes, several images of PlayStation's upcoming Project Q handheld have appeared online. The images, which were initially posted to Imager and then later circulated on social media, show the handheld as well as the internal components of the machine. The images also appear to confirm the machine will be Android-based. This could mean that Project Q could theoretically be modded to run other game streaming apps such as Geoforce Now or Amazon Luna. Announced during a PlayStation showcase event earlier this year, Project Q is described as a quote unquote dedicated device that enables you to stream any game from your PS5 console using remote play over Wi-Fi. And here we go. We're looking at it right now. If you're an audio listener, it's on like a hotel bed <laughs> and they are flipping it around and looking
0: at it. <laughs> I
1: can't wait. Still can't.
0: Can't wait to get my hands on it, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, again, this is PlayStation. I've made the call. Let me let me have the first hands on. Don't go to end Don't go to the
0: Verge. Just go to Greg go to Miller. Go to Greg Miller. Go straight to him. Put it in his hands. Yeah. Um. I. This is kind of what I've talked about forever wanting. Just like put a big-ass screen in the middle of a real controller. Yeah. So I'm excited to get my hands on that and see if I actually like it or not.
1: Can I see the thing again? Uh, somebody else went. It's already gone now in the chat. The chat's popping off saying that it looks fragile. I didn't get that from the two seconds I looked at it on the hotel bed. Barrett, can I see it again?
0: I will say some of the design of it is a little weird when it flips around on the back. It's weird to me that it seems like the screen... Oh,
1: yeah, the like, it's kind of like, connected the there. Looks like, so it that, like that's, that's a little
0: weird. But then there's also another shot at the end of this video that looks off to me um, where it looks like the analog sticks aren't even in it, like, like, from the teardown. So it's like, I don't know... I don't know what's going on here. Like, I don't even know... If well, these
1: are the components it, they were talking about, right? I don't think that's, like... I think it's just because they ripped out the analog sticks to break it down.
0: Yeah. I, I, something about the back looks incomplete to me, though. Okay. But... Like, technically it is incomplete. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I, uh, I'm excited for this, but I, I really wish it was OLED, and I can't wait to hear the price because, like, goddamn, man, like, there is a sweet spot for this, and then there is a you're going to be laughed at price. For I
1: this. wish it was 149 I bet it's going to be $199. Yeah. I, I if
0: you think, go above that, you're going to laugh out thing. of the room. Yeah, you just be absolutely laughed at. I, I think that, yeah, 100 to 200 is that sweet spot. 200 is a little bit like, damn, really, guys? But I get it. Especially when you look at the fact that the DualSense is $70, right? Just by itself. So, yeah, I think minimum 250 And that's wild, man. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's bad news. Because and then it's going to go on it. sale. It doesn't matter. Like, if it's 250 it's going to go on sale within four months. And, like... It'll, be, it'll always be
1: Wario 64 deals or whatever for yeah, it around there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing some <laughs> Diablo on that while Jen watches Grey's Anatomy. But I digress. Number three on the Roper Report. Mortal Kombat 1 finally confirms Homelander and Peacemaker alongside a host of new characters. This is Kat Bailey and Taylor Lyles over at IGN. After numerous leaks and rumors, NetherRealm Studios has finally confirmed that Homelander and Peacemaker will be coming to Mortal Kombat 1 as special guest characters. They're joined by Omni-Man, the Image Comics hero created by Robert Kirkman from Invincible, uh, who also stars in Invincible, and returning Mortal Kombat characters uh, Quan Chi, Ermac, uh, Lee me Takata Tanya and Baraka I know Baraka <laughs> NetherRealm studios reveals Mortal Kombat 1's new roster additions during its San Diego comic-con panel which featured several members of the development team alongside series director Ed Boone Homelander and Peacemaker are the most notable additions to Mortal Kombat 1's roster fuck you guys come on don't do Omni man like that uh, they are part of an established tradition of guest characters that have previously included the xenomorph predator and other characters those are the highlights outside of the six new playable characters. The first combat pack will also include a Jean-Claude Van Damme skin for the character Johnny Cage. Plus five new cameo fighters, Farrah, Johnny Cage, Chameleon, uh, Mavado, and Tremor.
0: Great. This trailer was awesome. Yeah. The way they reveal everything is so damn cool. Uh What a damn world. We also announced J.K. Simmons will be the voice. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, in, in, in Mortal Kombat, just like he is on the Amazon show, uh, which is so cool. But getting both Homelander and Omni Man, like this is just what a world! Yeah. What an unbelievable world! For me, it was you crazy. Have when, ever thought, Greg? It, well, it well,
1: was well, crazy. The, who I saw this trailer from DC Comics on Twitter. And so when it started, I was like, oh, it's Superman. And then it was Omni-Man. I was like, oh, and then it was Homelander. I was like, oh, and then it was Peacemaker. I'm like, oh, that's why we're doing it from DC. Yeah.
0: I got it. Okay, cool, cool. John Cena,
1: Peacemaker. John Cena's
0: Peacemaker. Yeah, 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 like, wow, just so nuts. And also, I just love it, though. Homelander and uh, Omni-Man in a Mortal Kombat game, it just works. It makes so much sense. This is the type of dream roster casting that, like, Greg Miller just couldn't have ever fathomed. I mean, I know more fighting games like- aren't your thing anyways, but, like, just, this is so cool. This is like the, it would be dope if they did this type. It's the thing where it's like, we
1: give Fortnite so much credit and just at this point, it's just, you know, sky's blue, Fortnite's going to have awesome collaborations and combos and everybody you've ever cared about is going to be in Fortnite at some point. You kind of gloss over the fact that Mortal Kombat's doing that as well. Mm-hmm. Just putting such loving care into building out like this, not not one lineup of things, but a history of like, look at all the cool people we've brought to Mortal Kombat to put in these games and really make it be something you could never have ever fathomed
0: before or like injustice like hellboy i, I remember coming yeah. in like tm and turtles yeah oh, yeah, God, yeah that sure. was so cool
1: uh number four speaking of omni man we're getting more invincible games ladies and gentlemen uh we're gonna talk with or we're gonna start with invincible guarding the globe uh we have a trailer to watch this is darren at Gamespot. oh it, it, the whole thing is this is you
0: keep reading about it uh, did you not know i just saw this trailer i i did, there's other news that i don't know about yet but yeah seeing this trailer greg it's like you look at it and you're like okay like i a deep this this could be a let me
1: read let me read so everybody gets caught up invincible the hit comic book series that was later adapted into a popular animated series on prime video is getting its first ever video game later this year Coming to iOS and Android, Invincible Guarding the Globe is a free-to-play indie squad-based RPG from Ubisoft's Barcelona mobile studio. While you won't be taking direct control of Invincible himself, come on! You will be able to recruit, manage, and deploy heroes to defend against criminal attacks on various locations across the planet. The plot to us here, all of these crime sprees are linked and supported by clones of Invincible himself. Each squad member has a role to play on the battlefield, attacker, defender, or support, and it'll be up to you to assemble the best team and deploy them in blood-soaked fights. That's quote-unquote blood-soaked fights. So far, the roster includes plenty of heavyweights from Invincible, including the titular hero himself, Adam Eve, Omni-Man, Robot, and Rexplode. The Guardians of the Globe are also represented here, but, you'll probably, but you are probably going to want to keep them away from Omni-Man if you're familiar with the source material. There's no release date yet for the game, but pre-registration is available now on the Invincible Guardian the Globe website. As for the animated series, uh, it's going to come back in late 2023. And then you finally get some gameplay here. Yeah. Of Them just running at each other and punching,
0: and it's just this is so 2012. Man, we get this trailer, and it's like, Oh, this actually looks kind of cool, and then it cuts to the gameplay, and you're like, Oh my god, I just feel betrayed. Uh, I love that Invincible's getting this much love, but this seems like a step too far to me. Like, this seems like simultaneously just not serving an audience and also over serving an audience, where it's like that's some deep lore Invincible stuff, like they're going in, they're yeah. people making this. Care about Invincible, yeah, but it's like, man, that's not the game that people are what I, be interested in playing.
1: What I hate about it, and you know, we'll talk about the next game here in a second, but just it can come into the conversation here is they make a point of like you won't be taking direct control of Invincible himself because clearly you're working on that game. You are holding off, and that's going to be oh. a triple A Invincible, whatever. We're often playing the thing, but it's still gestating. So. To try to ride the wave of popularity Invincible has now, rightfully so, because it's an amazing show, and it was an amazing fucking comic book. You should all go back and read. It's all collected. It's all done. Go get it. Um, It's like, okay, this is what we got to get in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And I look at it, and I like when it got announced, like, and it's, it's the first Invincible game, you're like, oh, man. Because uh. uh. it's, it's like, you know, and I'm not even talking about shit about mobiles. I'm currently obsessed with DC Heroes and Villain. Yeah. But it's a different kind of experience, a d- different kind of game. And that looks at them like, even me as a, you know, big huge number one invincible fan like am i gonna actually play that am i gonna turn it on play more than one night
0: the marvel snap trailer when it first came out looked very similar to that and it was like oh this looks like a cool cinematic thing but we'll see what the like the actual game is and you see the gameplay and it's like okay cool it's this card game thing but it's like that was like oh i'm interested in card games and this actually seems cool and like a a a, a great entry point into uh, a video game card game and it was i look at this and i'm like that just looks like a weird knockoff grid system game It looks like the the fake mobile game ads that you see yeah. like when yeah. you're playing like I don't know chess or whatever. I play chess on my phone so that's, gotcha. those are the those are the ads that I see all the fucking time Yeah it's sad
1: uh, here's another one this one I am more ex- I am excited about more excited we'll see overall of course it's on PC but, but it's an Adam Eve PC game let's watch this trailer Skybound Entertainment the creator led multi-platform entertainment company has refe- revealed its first original video game in the Invincible universe Invincible presents Adam Eve adding it to its award-winning and critically acclaimed uh, series of comic books and television the special reveal was made at the Invincible 20th anniversary panel this past Friday at Comic Con uh, and falls on the heels of the recently announced multi-hero mobile game from Ubisoft and Sky Bound, invincible guarding the globe developed by terrible posture games parentheses the walking dead last mile and mother gunship with creative director jill murray narrative lead design on assassin's creed 3 liberation shadow of the tomb raider boyfriend dungeon and art director and it goes on like this uh invincible present invincible presents adam eve will allow players to become adam eve uh the uh superhero from the invincible comic books and animated series here's where we get into what this is all right Players can explore Adam Eve's life beyond uh, the story they already know and love from the comics in the animated series and face the difficulties that come with balancing the dangers and responsibilities of her superhero life with the everyday challenges of school friends, family, and romantic interests. Dramatic player cho- cho- choices that shape Adam Eve's relationships will define the outcome of the story across multiple paths and choosing how to develop Eve's skills can increase her power, unlock special combat skills for use in vivid comic book style combat or unlock unique dialogue options to further play your story your way. You toss it back up there and let it play again. Cause again, for me, who's reading, I can't comment on it as it was going. This is what, I have been saying for so long, I want out of a invincible or a Superman game, right? Give it to me in the Telltale structure. I'm going to make choices. I'm going to make decisions. I'm going to do dialogue, and there's combat in there, and the skills in there, and you assume that like there's a little bit of stuff going on, but it's a visual novel, which makes it seem like I'm at getting a comic book story that I'm taking part in, different past, different stuff. I like that. That works for me. I think that would have been a great fit for Invincible because, again, Invincible, of course, suffers a little bit from the same thing so many people think Superman suffers from of. Well, he's invulnerable. How is that mm-hmm. going to be interesting to play?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, this looks like the complete opposite of the last thing we just saw. Yeah, one this one gets this me hyped. Like, I'm going to play this, sadly, the, on PC. This seems in service of people that like these type of games and people that care about Invincible, and I feel like this will do a great job to re-familiarize and um, to... Get people even more acquainted with the invincible cast of characters. Yeah. In the same way, I've told the story a million times, but watching MCU movies with Gia now is so different since she plays Marvel Snap. Yeah, where she is familiar with characters. Like we watched the the Craven trailer, and she knew who Craven was and had an understanding of his deal. Yeah, of <laughs> like, course. Yeah, yeah. I, that shocked me, and it shouldn't have. But it's like I just love that that's becoming more and more of a, a common thing for people, and I feel like that type of game like is going to. Uh, get people even more familiar with, uh, multicate. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. You know, duplicate. Think, duplicate, duplicate,
0: duplicate. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, even me, right. Somebody that the every single one of the comics, but it's been a while. Sure, yeah. Uh, I watched the Adam Eve special that came out, uh, this weekend and getting back into that world. It's like, yo, they're just throwing you into this, but that's invincible. Like they yeah. do. They, they, they respect you. They understand you'll get it. Just keep up, just keep going. You're going to be fine. You should read the comics too. Don't forget to read yeah, Please comics. read the comics. They're so damn good. Um, Would you say it's your favorite comic series? Wow, what a great question. I've never thought about it.
1: I mean, so I thank you, Bear, for the slow zone. I would say, I guess, yeah, probably. Right. If you're talking about one definitive, let's like, like, I would never tell you, go read all of Superman. Right. That's just impossible. Right. Or read all of man of steel. Like I assume that's the question you're asking, right? Like a collected ongoing, a monthly, that was like a thing. I could see that being the case. Because, yeah. yeah, Invisible is so great at crafting its world. You know what I mean? And, and again, keeping it where you could just read Invisible 1 to whatever. What was it 170-something, 140-something, whatever it ended end of that? Like, you can read the entire compendium, and that's all you need to know. You don't need to go, well, get this thing. Or, well, he crossed over at this point. Or they put him into this book, and da 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 there's There's a lot of power to that that made it very powerful to finish it off, right? Yeah. I still need to do it. And I want to do one.
0: Massive massive read
1: now that it's all there and I have it.
0: Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, Interesting. This team working on this game also made uh, The Walking Dead Last Mile, which I want to look up reviews of to see if they got the stuff. And I learned a lot, Greg. Yeah. Uh, The Walking Dead. No reviews. Okay. Um, The Walking Dead Last Mile was a massively interactive live event. Uh A mile. Massively interactive live event. M-I-L-E. Ah, I got what they did there. Launching as a Facebook Gaming and Facebook Watch exclusive. Um it's a game slash t v show slash interactive event, so okay, interesting, yeah, interesting, trying something a little out of the box uh with the i p that they have, but you look at this, I'm like, I feel like there's that sounds really bad, that sounds like stuff we don't want, but it's like they could've learned the lessons and applied it to this, and a lot of the other things the boyfriend dungeon and uh the games people For have sure. worked on that are working on this and with what we're seeing. I'm weirdly like, ah, this could, this could be cool. I'm not expecting anything perfect, but I do think this, for an Adam Eve game, this is kind of best case scenario for me. It's funny
1: you walked into that because what you've just done mm. is unified the two worlds of our reality and, of course, Comic-Con reality. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the panels I hosted at Comic-Con was, of course, the GenVid slate reveal from genvin entertainment who of course are the people who were also behind making the walking dead the last mile oh and so what genvid did is they came out and talked about silent hill ascension which they we've known about for a while one of the silent hill projects then they announced um uh, the borderlands game uh, echo cast live i think is what they call it, borderlands echo cast live and then they announced dc heroes united all of these being interactive streaming series
0: miles. and what they yeah miles what was the game Massively interactive live experiences. Events, events, experiences, events, events, events whatever
1: events. it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I am incredibly excited to see what happens. And of course, I hosted the panel, so like you know, I was int- I'm interested enough in the idea already to take the job, right? But t- talking to them, talking to Jim Lee on stage about it and backstage about the DC hero stuff, like I'm very fascinated to see what they do with, I think, properties that gamers know and platforms gamers use more of. I think personally they were limited by Facebook. I think that was a a good test bed of getting in there and seeing what it was. But the idea here is, yeah, you know, hosting that panel and talking to the team and I had so many rehearsals and so many walkthroughs and explanations of what it all is, is like they don't call them games, right? They are interactive series, which is this idea that every day for Silent Hill Ascension, there's going to be stuff to watch, And then every day, there's going to be little things to do in it, like little mini games, even though it's not really games, right? But things you can do to make your decision mean more, to give more weight to you throwing it behind. I want this person to do this or that. And so it is this idea of you watching a show as a community and then having to argue with each other about what the choice should be. You never obviously know straight like, oh, this person's going to die. This person's going to live. A lot of people are going to fucking die in the Silent Hill game. They showed one thing. This fucking... The cult was... They were, like, trying to summon a thing, and the girl chickens out. This is, like, the thing they should... They wouldn't show me this beforehand. They wanted my live reaction. It was a good one. Um, They don't... They're doing this thing. The girl backs out of the blood ritual. All the Silent Hill monsters start fucking coming in or whatever, and one wraps this, like, fucking umbilical cord around her and then goes down her throat and fucking breaks her neck and shit. It's fucking crazy. But it looks like... It looks like, you know, the cutscenes from a supermassive game or, you know, Mm -hmm. a video game we'd be playing or whatever. And so, like, I, of course, am a fan of story right you know that's what I do I like the idea of decisions mattering I like the idea of me especially when you get to DC Heroes United right like they're they have their own earth it's the fact that the the premise they've given is they have their own earth superheroes and villains have for the most part been in the shadows so this is going to be the journey of the Trinity Superman why Superman Batman and Wonder Woman you know coming into the light and then we make the decisions of like are they going to actually join the Justice League are they not you know is biblical courts all is Lex going to, you know, they didn't say Lex, but they said, you know, villains, but would a villain still be a villain if this one thing didn't happen? Like, there's a whole bunch of really cool ideas they're playing with that. I don't know if they'll work out or not. I don't know how compelling it will be, but I know I'm going to check out Silent Hill and I never checked out Last Mile and I know that I'm definitely going to be there for DC. You're
0: going to check out Silent Hill?
1: Yeah. I think, well, I just want to see how it all works out. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like a really interesting idea of the, what this is. And again, like, you know, one of the things they kept talking about that I appreciated was like, when you play the Silent Hill video games, generally it's. Everything's already gone to hell. This is everything going to hell. Mm. Like you being there as it all starts to unravel and go crazy.
0: But it's, it's an interesting concept. I'm not sold on it. Working, sure. But I, again, the swings are happening. And I appreciate people trying the, to, to, especially when they have access to the IP like this. Like Silent Hill, DC, Invincible. Like These are Walking Dead, big heavy hitter things. So trying everything is cool.
1: One of the things I liked about it too is like so the, another thing they kept talking about for all of these, but you know, especially Silent Hill since it's the it's this year, it's happening sometime, is that you know, you are building the canon. This isn't a game because a game you could end, you could replay it and do whatever, everybody has the same story, blah blah blah. Or different stories, depending on what it is you're building the canon that is then accepted into these worlds as canon. Like this this is That's the DC cool. universe when it's done, right? But that said, my thought would be All right, well, even though it's not a video game, you do have animators making assets and doing all these different things and cutscenes and whatnot, right? So like, what happens to all that footage? You have them just making stuff and wasting it? Because if it's playing out every week, right? Like, they can't animate the next scene when they find out what happens. What they're doing, what I like, is that they'll do the canonical playthrough, and that's canon, congratulations, it's over. Then they're going to do one that they're calling like, alternate universe where Mm. it's like this isn't the canon it'll be very clear like the canon choice will be grayed out so the audience has to go a different way and see what happens i thought that was a nice way to figure it out and use it keep going on the platform but again we'll see who knows ladies and gentlemen hopefully we'll also see you on patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can kick us a few bucks and keep the lights and mics on of course you could also get a bevy of exclusive content more than 300 episodes of exclusive content that have gone up since october including the next-gen podcast, the AMA, Andy and Joey just did, Mm -hmm. and so much more. You can watch all the podcasts, get live, recorded, ad-free. You can catch them later, of course. Uh, And, of course, you can get this show, Kind of Funny Games Daily, ad-free. But guess what, Jack? You're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word
0: from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by PayPal Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Did you know it only takes a few seconds to get it? That means if you go to add it to your laptop or iPhone right now, you could be done before this ad read is even over. And you know what else works fast? Honey's deal-finding abilities. Honey is... is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears. All you have to do is click Apply Coupons. you wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that. And then, if it finds a working coupon, you will find the prices drop. We've saved thousands of dollars thanks to Honey buying costumes, props, tech over the years. Honestly, not using Honey is just silly. Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and you get to save on the go. Getting Honey seriously only takes a few seconds and by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. You can get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. This episode's brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures just like Mike likes them. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No Questions asked. And every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. From childhood cancer patients to young adults with serious health conditions. Exclusively for y'all listening right now, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's ShadyRays.com. Use code KINDAFUNNY. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know life can be hard. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know from experience how often it just seems easier to care about others and keep it moving, but when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com slash kindoffunny today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny Betterhelp.com slash kind of funny.
1: Number five on the Roper Report is all about number six. Armored Core 6 will reportedly support six-player PvP multiplayer. This is Ed Nightingale. Honestly, Mm -hmm. probably the best name in video game journalism at Eurogamer. From software's forthcoming, Armored Core 6 will reportedly have six-player online multiplayer. In previous interviews, the studio stated the focus for the game was single-player, but also confirmed that a multiplayer PvP mode would be included, as as with previous games in the series. Now, according to a leak of the box art on Reddit, it seems that multiplayer mode will support up to six players. Head-to-head battles have been a mainstay of the series since the first game's split-screen mode, with online multiplayer introduced in Armored Core 4 with up to eight players. It included both solo and team matches. No further details on Armored Core Core 6's multiplayer modes are known. Additionally, an Armored Core live stream is coming tomorrow. Uh, Armored Core tweeted, Join us for a 12-minute Armored Core gameplay briefing July 25th at 7 a.m. Pacific time. YouTube and Twitch, ladies and gentlemen. You know
0: what 12 is divisible by? 6. 6. It's all coming together, everyone. I'm so excited to see how Armored Core 6 fares. Yeah. Like I what I hope that it fucking sets the world on fire. I hope that people are like, "Hey, we all like mech games now. This is it. Y'all did it," okay? Cuz like they did it for souls. They made it a thing. They made it more than just a genre or, or or words we associate with other games or whatever. It's like it is a pillar of gaming. And I feel like From Software has been They've been making armored cores forever, man. And they've been putting they're all into them. And I feel like in the same way they put their all into Demon Souls, and here we are with Elden Ring. I'm hoping that Armored Core Six, I don't think it's gonna be a one-to-one with that, but I hope that they somehow achieve this game being able to stand with the Titans of this year. Cause I feel like that would be absolutely huge for the genre, which you just love to see. You love to see an underrepresented genre kind of be able to have its big standout moment for right? sure um and i i think that this could be it I, I think that it's an uphill battle in a lot of ways um i think met games are inherently cumbersome and complicated for uh people no matter how cool they are it's like it's but... it, it, it reminds me of uh the of the mobile game stuff we we're talking about you see the cg trailers and you're like this looks fucking awesome i love it and then you see the gameplay you're like i don't know about that met games are different in the sense are like mechs are just fucking cool we of can course. all just agree. Of course. Next is freaking Mexico. cool. Mexico. So in theory, a mech game would be the best thing ever. Being able to control in that 3D space while also like having uh, gameplay that isn't just you trying your best to get around, yeah. I think that that is a big challenge. Games have pulled it off, but I think that, that is a, it's a bigger ask for, for uh, the general populace to be able to wrap their heads around all that stuff and create something compelling around it. I think they could do it here. What I'm seeing from these trailers, from the gameplay It seems like they understand modern game design. Yes. My
1: thoughts on this are, number one, I think Elden Ring was a cumbersome game as well. So are Souls games, right? And those have found a market, and those have brought people in, and those have done the thing. You know, we did a whole... Armored Core, maybe here, I don't know, one of the shows where Bless and I talked about it and I looked it up and it turned out that I reviewed Armored Core 4 and completely forgot about it. Hilarious. I think I was a big, I I mean, I was a bigger dum-dum back then and I understood it then. So I think with a modern sensibility of tying it into how do you make all this work, I think they've done it. When I watched the gameplay preview uh, at SGF, right, behind closed doors, I didn't look at it and go, oh man, this seems like a lot for people to swallow. Now granted, we all play games, we all know systems, we all know whatever. I think this game's going to do incredibly well.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. Understandable though. It looks, so. looks, it looks great. great, you know? And a lot of what I was saying goes back to Zone of the Enders, which, like, I know most you people eat. just bought to play the demo for Metal Gear Solid Yeah, they dude, did. But there was a sizable audience out there, myself included, that was just hyped as fuck for the penis mech game. Yep. You know? Of course. You had Boy, Jaity. All right? Got to get in there. You got to you gotta get in that penis. The cockpit would rise. It's like, come on, yeah. said, Kojima, what you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, um, I but I remember that game being, like, so great in concept, but I actually didn't love the game. And then sure. Zone of the Enders 2, I think, like improved a lot of stuff, but I just I still never felt comfortable controlling it. Um looking at this, I think it looks a little bit more comfortable, but we won't have to wait long to find out, man. Are you gonna jump in? Or are you gonna try? I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna yeah. give it a shot. I don't expect that I'm gonna stick with it, but uh again, mechs are cool and I want to like this. Yeah. So fair enough.
1: Uh, Number six on the Roper Report, 10 cent to purchase a majority stake in Dying Light developer Techland. This is Marcus Stewart gamesindustry.biz uh dying light developer techland has announced a partnership with Tencent that will see the massive chinese holdings company uh become the studio's majority shareholder in a blog post penned by techland founder and ceo uh powell uh march Echuka, uh he explains uh, the studio has partnered with Tencent for support of its continued expansion of the dying light series and to ensure its upcoming fantasy rpg lives up to expectations "Quote: Teaming up with 10 Cent will allow us to move full speed ahead with the execution of the vision for our games," he writes. "We have chosen an ally who has already partnered with some of the world's finest video game companies and helped them reach new heights while respecting their way of doing things." End quote. Uh, he goes on to say to state he will remain the CEO and Techland will retain full ownership of its IPs. He also ensures the studio has creative freedom. While the Polish company is best known uh, as the maker of the Dying Light series, Call of Juarez, and the original Dead Island, it also has a publishing branch. Titles released under Techland's umbrella include Arise, A Simple Story, and Torment, Tides of Numenera. Numenera. Numenera.
0: Tencent continuing to tighten its grasp. Tighten the grasp, Greg. Uh, So, look, obviously we hear this, and our first gut instinct is, this sucks. This continues to suck. Tencent just gobbling up everybody. Sure. We look at someone like Techland putting out quality games. Like Techland, I think we're going to go down in, in the history of video games as being so important of opening that January spot. Oh, I think yeah. people are oh, going to talk yeah. about Dying Light 1 and what Techland did and find that spot as a eye-opening moment for the video game industry. of We can release games not just in the fall. We can find success there, and we've seen that now time more, and time, time again year after year where yeah. the video game release schedule ironically the fall is for the third parties the fall like the the not fall the holidays are for the call of duties and the assassin's creeds and and things like that um otherwise exclusives and indies and things like that they're peppered throughout starting in january and i don't think that that's directly because only debt dying light but i do think that us as video game pundits have all noticed. Wow. That was a, that was a moment like dying light was talked about because of its release time. Uh, and then dying light two taking a long time to come out, whatever it finally did. And like, I think people overall were surprised at the quality of that game. hundred uh, percent. Me their,
1: and bless were, and we still do the thing where we joke around about like, should we go back?
0: <laughs> I would like
1: to go back to dying light
0: too. So <laughs> they got something there. Um, so this it's just unfortunate when there is a, a a studio out there that has earned a name for itself uh, the coming up and like they we understand the, the the game that they make, and we we are excited for that that's like there's a it's kind of the opposite of the remnant from the ashes games that we've been talking about recently where it's like, oh it's just cool, there's just this game that's getting really well reviewed and people are liking it, and hopefully uh, remnant two is going to be yeah, yeah. this moment for them that uh come next cycle of games and now it's like people are like, yo, hey, we should look out for this developer's games and things like that. So anyway, the tense inside of it's really unfortunate, but this quote here, um, we've chosen an ally who's already partnered with some of the world's finest video game companies and helped them reach new heights while respecting their ways of doing things. Is this just lip service bullshit or is there something to back this up? Because I, off the top of my head, can't think of any example of this so far being the case.
1: I'm trying to, Tencent owns so many people that it, yeah. it's to the point where it's
0: white noise. Because we hear layoffs. We hear a lot of the bad stories. Sure. But like, I, I can't. They have investments in Riot Games. Yeah, so that's the thing. Is like
1: Turtle Rock how Studios. Talk about this. Yeah, exactly. Epic Games. No. Bloober team, of course. Come on now, what are we talking about over here? From software. Yeah, I mean that Elden Ring. You're going to put on the list, right, and have it there. Yeah. Ubisoft, Remedy Entertainment. Of course, you know Control, Alan Wake, too, coming up here. Techland now, Tequila Works, it's right scary. there when you talk about when you t- and I. By the way, I am cherry picking. There are so many other games here for the record. So many other developers here Mm -hmm. as I go through and just pick this up, but tequila works, huh? You want to talk about how much you love high five rush. You better get down and kiss the ring at 10 cent. Got to kiss it. I didn't realize that tequila works. They have the majority share man. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's what's interesting about it. Of course, is they're talking about, yeah, you know, they, they have the majority, they have the, the majority shareholder. Great. But Tencent does get to keep their IPs, right? So I guess if it all goes bad, (laughs) you can still leave and get a dying light from them eventually. But, you know, consolidation of the video game industry. Who would have thought it might be a problem one day? We will wait and see. Right, Embracer Group? Number seven on the Roper Report. 1,400 retro games have been added to Xbox. Largely... Thanks to Phil Spencer. This is Chris Scullion at VGC. Retro game streaming service Ant Stream Arcade is now available on Xbox, and according to its head, this is in large part down to Xbox boss Phil Spencer's involvement. The service, which lets players access a streaming library of over 1,400 retro games, is now available as a native app on Xbox Series XS and Xbox One. The full list of games available currently stands at 1,470, including 200-plus Amiga games, nearly 300 arcade games, 350-plus C64 games, that's Commodore 64 games, uh, 50-plus Mega Drive games, 40-plus Super Nintendo games, and 350-plus ZX Spectrum games. Games on the service include Mortal Kombat, Metal Slug X, uh, Earthworm Jim 2, Space Invaders, R-Type, and Robotron 2084. In an interview with Xbox Expansion Pass podcast, stream Studio head Mike Rose, uh, maybe Rouse, Mike Rouse, said the creation of the Xbox app was mainly due to the involvement of Xbox boss Phil Spencer. "Quote: I got in touch with Phil Spencer. I had a meeting with him, and he loves games games preservation. He talks about it a lot. But when you see him and you're one to one with him, he's extremely passionate about it. And he essentially gave us the go ahead to get it working on Xbox." And so we spent the last year getting our tech in place, optimizing the code so that it can run on Xbox. And without the support of Phil and his team, it may never have come,
0: end quote. Broken record, Tim, here. Xbox continues to show that building out the ecosystem that it has is just going to continue to benefit gamers overall and the industry overall. When you have xCloud, when you have Game Pass, when you have backwards compatibility, and you have the tech to back all that stuff up, and you use it, that's what this allows. It allows your system to have access to video games of all sorts and sizes from any time in the past, and in most ways, running better than they ever have before. That is something that only Xbox has. Everyone else, Nintendo and PlayStation, they've, they're trying their best in some ways, sometimes not. Um, but when I am constantly impressed by the backwards compatibility of the Xbox and how I can play games in 4K that weren't originally in 4K, it's fucking magic, Greg. So going back and looking at this, what they're talking about here, the 1,400 retro games, I just think this is awesome. And, like, again, th- from the game preservation perspective, that's great. 100%. From the value perspective, this is great. Great. Um, Phil k- giving a shit like that is great. To me, this is all thumbs up.
1: hundred percent. You know, we talked a lot about uh, game preservation recently, right, in terms of that report that came out of the museum. Uh, so, yeah, there needs to be stuff done for it. So this is a great way to do it. And hopefully they can get more uh, games, retro games on that service, too. Uh, we're going long on the tooth here. Number eight, Somerville appears to be headed to PS five and PS four. This is William D'Angelo at VG charts. Developer jump ship appears to have to be set to release the science fiction adventure game Somerville on the PlayStation five and PlayStation four as a trophy list for the game has been made available on Exophase. Somerville released on the Xbox X S -S and one PC and steam and uh, Xbox game pass in November 2022. Cool. I was disappointed in that game, but if you want to play a disappointing game, go for it. Jesus. (laughs) Number nine uh, and final on the Roper Report. Xbox has created the, quote, world's first ever pizza-scented controller, end quote. Finally. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Microsoft has created the world's first ever pizza-scented controller as part of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tie-in with Paramount Pictures. The company will give away a limited number of the ooze green wireless controllers to coincide with next month's cinema release of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Uh, quote the controller comes in four variations each representing the signature colors weapons and personality of a turtle brother Leonardo Raphael Donatello and Michelangelo
0: I think those look kind of cool Yeah, no. I don't need the pizza scent but yeah all of this I, I'm not a fan of these type of things I'm very excited for Mutant Mayhem though
1: are you have you been to a toy aisle lately because you're I, I i love Ninja Turtles too mm. but you love Ninja Turtles oh, yeah. and like I walk through the aisles with Ben and I was like, oh my god oh, turtles yeah. are
0: back baby it's great we have a tradition, uh, me and the Getty's household, uh, yeah. me, Kevin, and Cool Greg, where whenever the new turtles come out, we buy the set of toys yeah. for each other. So I bought the set of the Mean Mayhem uh-huh. for us. And they're so good, man. These yeah. toy kids don't know what they got, man. You always talk well, about it. But, kids oof. do know. It. I, I forget why I was at Target a few weeks ago, but uh, it was that same one where I reported to you, Tim, that Target doesn't have Blu-rays anymore, which made me really upset. Uh, at that same trip, walked past like a, a kid and his mom and he was like turtles like he was oh, yeah. stoked nice. to see some turtles so That's I great think, i think the kids know i think the kids know kids are
1: gonna be okay the kids yeah. are gonna be okay but who knows we'll have to wait for them to grow up That's still so far away. Yeah, it is. Tim, if I wanted something more immediate, say what came
0: to mom and Grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every week. I don't know if you saw this, Greg, but today uh, Ryan Reynolds announced that his production studio is making a biker mice from Mars movie. And God, I'm living in the best timeline. Yeah
1: today off-road mechanic simulator on pc space cats tactics on pc and the ninja saver saviors return of the warriors on pc new dates for you six ages two lights going out is coming august 21st on pc and ios rin the last child launches september 21st Poe's birthday on all the xboxes all the playstations switch and pc and then trine 5 a clockwork conspiracy launches August thirty first on Xbox. All the Xboxes, all the Playstations, Switch, and PC. Damn, Trine five. I remember when that was a like Trine two had really uh, easy platinum, and Trine one wasn't that bad. Was yeah, I remember
0: fun. playing a Trine on the the Wii U, like at like the, the Wii thing. U's like reveal event party or whatever. Like, huh?
1: Cool. Deals of the day for you. Steam Stealth Fest begins today from July 24th through the 31st. Go to Steam for discounts, demos, and more in a celebration of games designed with sneaking in mind. Sneaky, sneaky. Tim, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to tell us what we screwed up as we screwed it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames.com listening on podcast services around the globe and just enjoying the content. Maybe on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Bander SN says, a clarification on Insomniac leads and projects. Spider-Man 2018 and Miles Morales had the same four listed directors. Ryan Smith, Brian Horton, Brian Intihar, and Marcus Smith. Spider-Man 2 only has two, Intihar and Ryan Smith. Wolverine is being led by Horton and other creative leads from the Miles team. Marcus Smith led Rift Apart. Greg is likely right that the new game is being done by the North Carolina team, as they haven't been credited on a game uh, since what seems like Ratchet 2016, based on the directors who started the NC Studio. It's possible that some of the VR games they were made there as well. Edge of Nowhere 2016 was led by one of the Ratchet 2016 directors. Good information there. Uh, I messed this up. Thanks for everybody who wrote in. But Phil Spencer wrote in himself to say, wow. Hi-Fi Rush was Tango Gameworks, not Tequila Gameworks, Greg. Thank you very much. Good job on that one. A lot of other people wrote in about that. So many of you wrote in so fucking late. Sort it out. You know what I mean? Like, what do you even... You know what I mean? I mean might as well correct things you- that happen on Friday if you're trying to correct that that late. You know what I mean? I
0: mean, kids on YouTube might be watching behind or anything. Then
1: That's they the should point. know that I'm watching... Like, oh, I'm watching late. I shouldn't fucking try to type it in. You know what I mean? I do, Greg. Jesus, it's insulting to me and them. Um, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I'm ripping somebody, I knew when they start writing in other things, it has nothing to do with anything we said. I don't know. why he did this. And then. No, oh, I'm not, even mean, to get into that. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this has been kind of funny games daily. We have kicked off a brand new work week for you because of course we're live each and every weekday with the news you need to know about uh, tomorrow. It's going to be me and bless Wednesday. It's going to be blessing me Thursday. It's going to be blessing Tim Friday, Tim and bless. Mm-hmm. Of course, If you are watching live right now, guess what is coming up? the debut episode of kinda munchies if you are not watching live of course you can get on youtube.com slash kind of funny of course this only happened because of your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny where you funded a thermometer full of passion projects from the team thank you so much for that make sure you keep your eyes peeled for them as they continue to roll out throughout the year Uh, maybe you want to go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny kick us a few bucks and say hey you're doing a great job and i'd love to get the shows ad free i'd love to watch all the podcasts record as they record i'd love to get more than 300 exclusive episodes of content only on patreon.com slash kind of funny that'd be great Mm -hmm. if you don't want to no big deal youtube.com slash kind of funny games twitch.tv slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe no matter where you consume kind of funny games daily please like subscribe share tell your friends about it and until next time no it's been our pleasure to serve you.